Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Book Journeys Radio. I am so excited to be here with uh, one of my authors, so a Difference Press author, somebody who has published with with our publishing label, um, and I am, and it's a really special book to me as well. So, um, so we're excited. Um, we're excited to kind of share with you a little bit about the process and a little bit about the book today. Um, I have with me Lynn Hicks, and she is the author of The Lotus Project. And uh, Lynn, thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm very um, enthused. Awesome. So why don't we just start with giving people just the groundwork. What is The Lotus Project? And um, just, just tell us a little bit about why you wrote it. Um, well, it's a book about um, living a lifestyle of green, um, living all types of artistry and things that women naturally want to do. And as I've lived green my whole life, I um, learned and studied a lot of different yoga traditions and things of that nature that really kind of helped me to express my artistry, my creativity, my more slowing way of moving. And so... I offered it to other women because we're at this time where we're very busy and things are very crazy and just some of the things I had learned in connecting with nature, uh, living green, nourishing myself, nourishing my family, nourishing the community and how that helped to balance some of the craziness that I've lived with. So I was really wanting to open up the green movement as something about well-being versus the hippie movement or yeah or, so why don't you talk about when you say living green to me i picture composting and uh you know front yard gardens and uh i don't know um right <laughs> but more yeah so why don't you talk about your when you say you've been living green what does that mean to you well to me it's a lifestyle of choices that you make and going from the food that you do as a woman and a mother um making food and preparing it for my family, um, you know, using the best food I can find and knowing that I'm doing that three times a day so I can enjoy it and give them quality and health by that. Um, What's in my home, what makes it beautiful, what sings my heart, what products we're putting on our bodies or we're using as far as all of that goes. And there's a lot of information on the toxicity so that to me is a, just a choice and well-being for myself and my family. Um, you know, reusing and passing things on and sharing rather than just throwing them out. Different ways that we can use our energy um, for ourselves. We have a lot of things to do. And, um, and using these Eastern practices or yoga or the different things I've learned in Tai Chi that have helped me understand my energy and how to get all my tasks done and not be burned out through the systems I learned that. So I think of living green more as like living toward my well-being, which is only the well-being of my family, of course, and then further the well-being of my community and a stronger connection to our environment, our communities, shopping local, buying from stores, knowing people um, that we're purchasing from and having that connection and that collaboration that kind of gotten lost and being really crazy. So that's how I see living green um, it's more about wanting to have choices that are the best for me, 
the best for my family, and then, of course, that's only going to spill over into the community and the earth and all of those other things. But it was more about my lifestyle of wanting quality, wanting care, and wanting to be able to appreciate all the simple tasks we do with a more heart-inspired sense than just, oh, let me buy this toothpaste. You know, it's like, oh, this is good toothpaste. It's going to help me. It tastes better. It's made from better products. It's going to help my children. It's going to help my husband. And, of course, I'm going to support people who are more conscious about the way they're doing business and what they're putting in it. So I kind of look at it from that angle more than just composting. (laughs) Hello? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I have been talking while I was on mute because I didn't want there to be background noise. Um, so, <laughs> so this is obviously your personal philosophy, and you got to that through your own process. But talk to me about the moment when you decided that this needed to be a book. How did that? How did it happen that you said, I'm going to write a book about this? Well, I'm part of, I'm an organic flower farmer, and I'm part of a green collaboration, which is a movement in my town trying to find safer products for myself and others and let everyone know where they are because a lot of times we would choose them. We just don't know where they are. And my marketing girl, in fact, said, you know, I really think you need to um, write a book and become the green expert and share the way that you see this because a lot of people see it as a, you know, a hassle and and, um, more money and all of these things, and um, you see it more as a lifestyle and a well-being. And she felt that it was important for me to get that out so my local community could understand and, you know, grow all of my businesses that I already have. So it started out with that really as, you know, someone in marketing saying, okay, this is where you need to go next. This is where your career and your business is going, and since you love to write and you love to explain things in a different form or a lot easier to people, I think that this would be very good for you to do. Um, So I was always writing. I have a million journals. Like every experience I have throughout my entire life, it's kind of how I learn and I digest information Mm. and experiences. So, well, that's I what I was going to ask you. So when you heard the idea, there's obviously we all get lots of ideas. People say you should do this or you should do that all the time. What made you say yes to this? Well, I love to write. <laughs> you know, it's like I write. I started a blog just to, for myself. Um, you know, I did all those things. I have journals. So I was like, oh, I can do that because that's what I love to do. But I never thought of it in any career way or any way as a part of of um, who I was other than, like, you know, uh, people have little hobbies and different ways they do things. So writing to me was just how I process. It's how I would study in college. Um, I would copy the chapters and, you know, synopsis it. And I knew that I was learning through that writing process. It wasn't that I was going to read the notes. It was that I'm right. gonna write. So when she gave me that idea, it was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I can do that. That sounds so easy to me because I'm already doing it about my life and my experiences. Um, anyway, so it yeah. was very, 
energizing because it was something that I naturally did and never considered a talent or a um, anything like that. I just considered it what was part of me. I always write. I love to write, you know, poetry. I love words. I love to hear quotes. Like all of those things are always have fascinated me my whole life. So I never looked at it as something that would, you know, be able to be part of my career path. Mm-hmm. And so did you have a goal or an outcome in mind for your book? No, I can't really say. Uh, I think the goal was to, I, you know, in my community locally, I'm involved in a lot of things. Um, and they're the local, the green, and the organic, and, you know, self-development, the eastern ways. And the book to me was, the goal was to get everyone to see how it's really all the same. That's how I see it. It's not disconnected. I think the feminine nourishing movement, I think the green movement and the local movement are all about nourishing. So in writing this book about all the, which to me was the way I lived, included those three movements for my local community, they would be like, oh, now we get it. Um, you know, because it, it just appeared like I'm um, in all these different things that maybe weren't as clearly aligned to somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. That to me, they were all the same thing. But I think she was wanting me to, you know, the the goal was that to do that, to let my local community know my point of view, all the different things I'm in, how they really are all one connected line um, to right. me and then understand me and my whole connection because when you stand up or you're networking and you're a flower farmer and a co-founder of a green movement and having self-development, you know, it just starts to be like, what right. are you doing? Right. And so that's so I think really that was the goal. Right. I think that's an interesting perspective. Um, I talk a lot with my book coaching clients about being specific about their audience and usually that's a type of person, but you are actually thinking locally, even though obviously your book has the ability to have a, a national or global reach, um, almost as a, uh, you know, almost as a, as a bonus. You know, just by getting yeah. the word out in your community, you you meet your personal goals, um, but then you have this opportunity to hit some hit some larger goals. You know almost inadvertently, which I think is great. Yeah, it is, so, it was, it's fascinating because I didn't look at it in a larger way. Um, that yeah. unfolded in the writing and the publishing and the process in the beginning where I was and what I was going to write about and in the end where I was was way larger and right. um, different than what I started. So is there anything now that you're done and your book is published, is there anything you wish you knew before you started this project? Um, I don't know if I wish I knew it because I'm, you know, I'm one to think everything happens perfectly. But I think, and I think the process of writing it made me understand author as a career. Um, when I first wrote it, I was just writing something local. But as I went through the process, I realize that I am an author, and maybe if there was something that I could have looked at, I might have understood being an author more um, and mm. what that entails and what that career really is because I don't, I didn't know. 
I don't think many people do. They just write. <laughs> right, right. And you then when your book is published, you picture, you, you picture sitting, you know, in a cabin in Maine or something, actually writing your book as being the career of a, of a writer. But it's actually quite different, isn't it? Yes. And um, so I, I, you know, I never really, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the wonderful way to put it. So I didn't know all the steps which I don't know if I would have done anything differently because I think that was kind of the fun of the learning because when I did start to learn about the career, it was then again another moment of wonderful energy because it was, I thought, oh, I am an author. I will write more books. I will speak and share. I will enjoy community and offering what I know. There are already things I'm doing in classes. Like it all kind of added another piece to who I am. That was mm-hmm. obvious now, but then was like, oh no, you're just writing, and that's that. Um, right. It wasn't the same. And when you say has added another piece, has it added some credibility or expert status? Has what's what's kind of changed? Well, the shift is in me and who I am, and that I like I never considered writing as part of a career, a way to make money, a way to tie things. And when you understand that an author is as well a speaker and, um, you know, can further get people involved in reading more of their things and um, all of that, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's in line with what I'm already doing and that's, I see myself as that. I am an author and um, so I'm really new on the journey of it. But I, I, it changed more for me in looking at the whole project of a book and the whole career path and, the, you know, it's a two-year thing and na 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 that um, I didn't know when I started. So I would say it was more of my shift within, which is often where the shift then without, you know, will come. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so um, throughout the throughout the process, were there times? Well, actually, let me go back. What was your writing process like from when you got this idea? I'm going to turn this into a book until you had a finished manuscript. How long was that? And how often were you writing? How frequently? When? Where? Tell us about your writing process. Um, well, it was probably about a year and a half, two years. Um, you know, because life was happening and I'm in many projects. But it was very easy for me because it's so who I am, what I wrote about. It's uh, my, you know, my life experience. It's the way I see the world. So it was very easy to um, begin. And then uh, it just kind of flowed out of me, and I allowed that. Um, And then also during that time, I ran into some other parts of my life in teaching and schools that I learned from. So then they kind of added more to the book as I was going along. I think uh, the hardest or the thing that um, was really part of the process is the editing because, like, when you freeform write your thoughts, you know, there's end and end and end and end and um, all of those kind of things is like really getting down to like what are you saying. So to me, the actual beginning part of the writing was easier. It was more the digestion um, of like, okay, this is what you wrote. You said that five times. You say it once right. 
and more about editing to really say what I'm right, you know, saying what I want to say. So I wrote a lot. I worked a lot on all the chapters. You know, would go back in and then be like, oh no, add this, switch that. But it was very fun for me. It wasn't a pressure like, oh, quick, get this book done. Or it was like a whole were there times were there times where you felt stuck or stopped or blocked in any way? Not in writing. Um, you know, in life, because I didn't have time. But no, I I did not experience that at all in this book. I, um, you know, just wanting to really say what I meant um, and finding the right words to say it um, mm-hmm. would be more of my challenge. But I didn't have a block because it was just, this is who I am, this is how I live, this is how I see that, this is how I'm nourished by it. So it was... Um, very, very simple. I didn't, I didn't at all. I didn't find that as a problem um, because I was writing. And about why do you something. think that is? When for so many people, a uh, writer's block is a problem. You know, because it's so much of what I love. I was writing about, and it's how I live. Mm. It's my lifestyle. It wasn't like a topic. It was about what I'm doing, how it affected me, how I saw mm-hmm. it helped me. And support me. So it was very much of my experience I was sharing, and I, you know, I, I could talk forever about that. So you know, I could right. as well. So I did. That, I think that would be it. More, I wasn't writing on a topic. It was I was writing about something that is my um, heart speak, my heart song. Um, uh-huh. so, so it inspires me to get up in the morning. So um, I'm using that energy to live. So I was just kind of shifting it to writing. Um, so I wasn't blocked about it because it's the core of what I, I live about. So maybe that's why. Right, right. So is there any advice that you would give people about how to structure writing a book in a way that, like, it was for you, it's kind of fun and laid back and not a stressful experience? You know, just pick something that's really what, you want to share about because to Mm. me writing is about that Um, as well as you know obviously there was order I thought of you know I had my topic and I thought of chapter titles and then you know I began writing those chapters and and played in and out of all of them a million times and added more Um, but really just to find something that you're just so joyed about um, and that you really feel like must come out that you want to voice about and that you like would make it as fun as it was for me. Um, It was just really who I am and, you know, what I'm doing and the causes that I like and why I like them and why I think they're important for other people to pay attention to. So Mm -hmm. finding something that you have that sense toward and that's really your heart song. I think that's great advice. I mean, a lot of people try to write something that they think they should write instead of what they're most passionate about. And finding finding your passion is definitely one of the keys to making writing an easy process. Yeah, and so, that would be it. When it came out, uh, what, a couple months ago now, what mm-hmm. has been the reaction? The people that you've shown it to, do you remember the story of the first person you showed your book to? Um, yeah, I actually was a partner of mine 
in a, a green collaboration, and she sailed the Bahamas in the winter, and she was so excited and took this, you know, picture of it on the Kindle because she purchased it and was just like, ooh. And then she read it, um, and throughout the process of her reading it, she kept on being like, this is really good. Lynn, no, this is really good. You know, and, oh, no, Lynn, like, this is a really good book as she went through it. And because we're in the green heart space together of, you know, we were uh, were in a collaboration, it was lovely because... That was um, for someone who already knows green and lives green to really enjoy the way I put it forth was just, you know, yay. Right, um, and that's sort of right in your in your vision for who you wanted to share this book with. Well, my vision is more to share with someone who's not green. Uh-huh. To have someone who is to say, well, this is an old news or the way yeah, you put it is perfect. You know what I mean? Rather than like, oh, this is junior. This is for beginners, you know. Right, um, right, right. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so that means you feel really good because green people as well as someone who's not green but maybe wants more health and well-being um, and then as a woman wanting to take care of her family, I could also inspire them easily um, right. and not just green because it's not really just about green. It's about nourishing. So, right. um, you know, to me that's how I it. So what are some of the other uh, reactions that you've gotten from people, your friends and family or people who have uh, seen the book? Have you gotten any feedback that surprised you or excited you? Well, everything has been really positive. I would say I would have thought I would have had more support like from family and friends reading it immediate. Um, that I that you know, like my family's like, oh, lovely, <laughs> you know, which is nice, and they always support and love me. But they, you know, they I would have expected more, like, oh my gosh, let me read it, let me tell you. And um, I didn't really get that as much from my family as I thought. Mm, which you know, our families are always different than we expect. Yeah, um, they're, they're <laughs> so. But as far as other people, I think. A lot of my friends and things, like, um, I know they bought it and they sent me pictures. And, you know, it's so beautiful on the outside, my cover. Um, it's just so inspiring. So people love all of that. And I had put it on Facebook, like, which cover and stuff like that. I've only gotten really wonderful um, response, but not a ton um, it's more like because it's so new and I've just really started this process and I am a grower, so although it came out on Earth Day in time for an event I had, I've really put my time into planting, so I haven't gone out and really expressed this journey in the way that I see I will next month. Um, right. So, you know, I, I can't say I have like... What was it like? What was it like for you when you held your book for the first time? Oh, my God, it was the greatest feeling. It was wow. so wonderful. My girlfriend came up with a bottle of cocoa, champagne, and we just sat there, and I'm like, oh. And I'm from, um, you know, I'm, I'm 49, so for me, the actual printed piece has so much more value, especially because yeah. I love the paper, and to me, I like that. Um, and I've seen yeah, it coming on the computer, way. writing it, writing it. It was computer, computer, no, 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 no. It was all just screen. So 
to see it in this real form and your name, you know, right. Lynn Hicks was just like, oh, my gosh, look what I did. Um, so that it's, a, was, it's a pretty interesting, I know you have not had a boring life by any means, but it's a pretty interesting feather to add to your cap. And once you become an author, you can't ever not have been one. You know, that's something yeah, you know, that you don't know. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't know any of that. Like I was just writing a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't identify that I was an author until I huh. saw it. And even wow. now it's still kind of sinking in until I really then investigated what an author is. Like I didn't really have, it was an idea. It wasn't in my being. Whereas now right. I feel like, yes, I'm an author. Like I can say, oh, I'm an author. Which, you know, sometimes in the beginning I, I was like, oh, you forgot to say you're an author. <laughs> you know? Right. So. For me, it's been a very transformational process in many ways. Um, but, you know, I'm sure everyone's path is different, but it was exciting. And, and since I love to write, it's like, ooh, the glory of writing, you know, instead of just mm. writing and no one ever seeing it. I would write if they did or didn't, but that people could see it and it could support them. And it's a love of mine and it could um, help them. It was just like, ooh, this is just so joyful. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that's ultimately we're all trying to make our own impact, our own difference, and there's something permanent and concrete about a book that has so much potential for being able to help people. Yeah, and I, so, I think when it comes easy, or, you know, which it did for me, it's almost like you don't really consider it as much of an accomplishment as it really is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, like the gardener, it's not a hassle to weed. But to someone who mm-hmm. hates to weed, it's a major accomplishment. Like, wow, you weeded all that? Um, right. So I think to other people, it's like, wow, you wrote a book? Where to me, it was like, oh, yeah, I wrote a book. So um, I think when we, we're in our field of gifts, a lot of times it's so easy, so it's not work. So then we don't really know what a big accomplishment it is to someone who doesn't have that as a gift. And that's right. wonderful when the world shows you that. Yeah, absolutely. So any other any other advice that you would give to somebody who wants to write a book, um, has this as a goal, but hasn't been able to finish it? Um, you know, just to, to just keep going with the process. I mean, there's so many things we try to do in life and that we're blocked a zillion ways times nine. And um, if if it's, you know, something that you really are enjoying or really wanting to accomplish, it's so worth to keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. You know, even if you have to put it down or, you know, a family crisis comes or other things take precedence, get back to it and keep going mm-hmm. because when you actually see the print and you actually get into the next part of the process, it's really wonderful. It's more Hmm. wonderful than you know because you're still in the writing. Right, right. So, okay, so let's, uh, just in the last few minutes, um, if somebody, uh, when they do finish their book, they have some tough decisions to make about publishing. Why don't you talk about how you published and how you came to make that decision? Well, I, you know, was going to do the self-publishing, you know, through Hay House, which I think a a lot of people I know in my area have done that. 
um, mm-hmm. and other people have done it locally. And um, at the time, that was, you know, the the pricing and everything was, you know, beyond where I could be. It was it winter. Pretty significant. Usually, I mean, I tell people 10K is a good is yeah. a good ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, and then Not- editing is a very costly process as well. So right. Um, you know, yeah, I was like, oh, it's a significant financial commitment to self-publish that way. Now, you could it learn is. teach yourself design and try and do everything yourself and learn how to publish and yeah, spend which, less you know, than 10000 yeah. mm-hmm. which is possible, and, but that's a whole other challenge. Right, and, you know, most people are already doing something. So, right, um, exactly. They're, they're, they're fitting their writing in. Um, and then as I was going around and, you know, finishing it, uh, you know, it was one of those things. I, to me, life is very purposeful. And a girl I was working to support at something, one thing, Kelly, um, you know, happened to know you and what you do. And she was going to see you, um, you know, whatever learning uh, she went down there to where you're Yeah, we had a conference, yeah. Okay, different than where I live. And um, I was like, oh, you know, so we met on that. Both of you and I were on her virtual birthday party. You mentioned mm-hmm. that you had different options available to people to publish with you. And so um, what was, just because we're tight on time, what was attractive about the Difference Press approach to publishing? Uh, well, financial and that you um, came as good word of mouth. Right. So the thing I'd say about that is there are just so many different ways to publish. So if you're feeling like I'm not getting enough calls back from agents or if you're feeling like, wow, I can't afford $10,000 for a Bilboa, whatever your whatever your publishing challenges are, just keep looking and keep your ears mm-hmm. and eyes open because there are so many publishing options out there and you can get your book into the world and uh, yeah. being open to different and unique ways to make that happen, uh, I think, is is the key. So anyway, um, we're over time, but you can definitely learn more at differencepress.com. And Lynn, I meant to get your um, your website in, uh, Lynn Hicks, L-Y-N-H-I-C-K-S.com, lynnhicks.com. And you also have lotusprojectbook.com, don't you? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so either one of those sites you can learn um, more about Lynn Hicks' book, The Lotus Project, at the uh, lotusprojectbook.com or lynnhicks.com. Lynn, thanks so much for being our guest today. Okay, thank you very much. It's wonderful to talk with you. Absolutely. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.